Hey, what is up guys? Welcome back to Life on the Wrist. Hope you guys are doing well today. I had to take a couple of days off after the massive results, uh, the massive result that took place a couple weeks ago about where a um, Tiffany 5711 sold for uh, an incredible amount of money. I took a couple of weeks off because I wanted to sort of gather my thoughts, see how things settled. But what I thought I would do today is sort of give you my thoughts on how um, this result I guess came about the impact of it um, and sort of just my general opinions about um, retail uh, excuse me um, watch auctions and um, and how watches can can sell at them so um, <clears throat> yeah that's gonna be the topic for today I'll put a link in the description of this video um, where we um, where we'll cover the this this excuse me the the show notes of this podcast to a video that we're going to create for this um, sort of uh, piece. Uh, I'm going to make a video discussing this as well on our YouTube channel. So you'll see a, a link to the YouTube video as well as a link to the article where we cover this. So um, if you don't know, um, Patek Philippe announced that the 5711 or the sort of quintessential Nautilus is going to be discontinued um, and that um, obviously new variations of the Nautilus would be released but the 5711 was going to be discontinued. Um, this is a pretty big move. The 5711 is one of the um, most loved references from Patek Philippe. Um, it's been hailed as one of the best um, Nautiluses, one of the best watches to ever be released especially when you're thinking about um, sports watches. So with this, obviously, prices of these watches have been increasing on the second-hand market incredibly. Um, and it's, you know, this is a watch that is, at, at its heart, very difficult to get to get. Um, even, at, even at retail, you have to have a fairly good um, relationship with your partner and with your, with your retail partner to, to get on a list to, to, to um, possibly get allocated a 5711 by the manufacturer. And so there was a lot of buzz about what this ending meant and whether or not they would do something special for um, the, the last iteration of the 5711. And what they ended up releasing was um, a watch that sort of also paid tribute or brought into recognition the partnership that Patek Philippe and Tiffany & Co. Um, had. Tiffany & Co. is a jeweler who has sold Patek Philippe watches and it's very uh, well known that um, Tiffany signed Patek Philippe dials are um, Patek Philippe watches are, are highly in demand and can oftentimes sell for more. So to celebrate the ending of the 5711 and their partnership with Tiffany Co which happened to be celebrating its 170th anniversary of um, this partnership to, um, Patek Philippe and Terry Stern decided to release a Patek Philippe 5711 in steel with a Tiffany blue dial and Tiffany sign dial. This watch is a limited production. It is a, there were 170 pieces that were released of it. If you flip over the watch and you look at the um, display, ca display case back, you can see that 170th anniversary Tiffany & Co. Um, Patek Philippe 1851 to 2021 is inscribed on the case back to commemorate this fairly historic partnership and all of its sort of glory. 
Now, I said that there were 170 pieces of this watch that were um, produced. They were going to be available exclusively at um, at certain retailers. I believe it's um, all of the Tiffany & Co. boutiques, so you can find it in the New York, Beverly Hills, San Francisco, and San Francisco boutiques, but there are only 170, so the likelihood of everyone getting an allocation for this watch was fairly slim. The retail price of this specific watch at Tiffany & Co. was $52,635, US which is a little bit more expensive than the 5711, uh, the steel 5711s. However, um, the limited edition nature of this watch and being the last 5711 ever produced makes this a fairly special, um, a special piece. I think what, what really made this watch uh, quite incredible is this: there was one of these watches that was offered at um, at Philips New York at a watch auction that took place over the last couple a couple weeks ago, and this was the first lot of this incredible. Um, incredible auction. I really enjoyed watching this auction. There were some really incredible pieces both on the vintage side and the modern side that went. So maybe I'll do a, a follow-up podcast where we discuss some of my favorite lots there. But this the 5711, there was one of these watches that um, sold at this auction. It was the first lot as well. And what was pretty incredible was it sold for 6.5 million US dollars at this Philips uh, New York auction a couple weeks ago. That figure is um, just crazy to even try and fathom. A $6.5 million Tiffany Blue Patek Philippe 5711, uh, especially when you think about the retail price of you know around 53,000 US dollars. But um, I think there are a couple more layers that sort of go into um, why this watch sold for this much and um, whether or not this price could be considered as a valid price for, for this watch. Um, so the, the, the actual hammer price was about 5.3 million Swiss francs, but if you include buyer's fees and all of that, it was a little bit more. What was really cool is that it actually stayed with a, um, with a, uh, New York based, uh, collector and that sort of is nice, especially because when you have a New York auction, it's nice to know that it's going to stay, um, with that, uh, kind of within that city um so so kind of cool cool that it, it was a new york um seller or excuse me new york buyer that ended up keeping this watch um i was actually in new york when this auction took place and i had um met up with some some other watch enthusiasts to discuss uh really just um we were we were taking a look at some of the retailers in, in new york but you know, we were discussing how how this is an incredibly large price for for a Nautilus fifty seven eleven in steel. Um, you know, so I think the 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 initial thought was always just like I I can't believe it went for that much. Um, but sort of digesting the 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 auction price a little bit more, I think there's a there's a couple more things that have to be considered with this. The 5711, like I said, is hailed as one of the best Nautiluses, if not one of the best watches in the entire world. The fact that the 5711 was being discontinued, I think, adds a little bit of, um, a little bit of, um, I don't want to say anxiety, but I think people got anxious and they said, I need to get a 5711 for my collection, right? So people start scrambling trying to get them. So I think that played a, sort of an element into the into the price of this watch. The other thing that I think played into this watch is yes, it's a Tiffany blue 
Tiffany sign dial watch. Um, this is a very, I don't want to say uncharacteristic, but Patek Philippe, this is a fairly, you know, big move from Patek Philippe to say, hey, let me go ahead and make something that has this really stark color dial and commemorates this relationship that we have with Tiffany, which is one of a long history of 170 years um, and and has, has become a, a real staple within the watch world. I think this watch sort of goes beyond even the the um the two you know tiffany alone patek philippe alone i think it goes way beyond that um these companies have actually created a real interesting pocket within watch collecting or vintage watch collecting whichever you prefer um that can't be understated um tiffany sign dials made um made things like uh like grublin sign dials uh, very important or um or um, houseman sign dials, like it made uh, double sign dials a thing and made them extremely important. So I think that's another thing. But the, the other part I was sort of alluding to was this is a Tiffany blue dial. Patek Philippe, you, a lot of the times you're gonna get fairly basic colors, right? I think over the last couple of years, companies have decided to release watches with really, um, really bright colors. I think the Oyster Perpetuals from Rolexes last year is a, are a great example. Kind of uncharacteristic Rolex, but it, it, there is a collector's market for those um, sort of uh, differences, and I think that's pretty important. But at the end of the day, you know, 50, 52,000 US dollars versus 6.5 million, that's a real difference. So I guess you could say you could put a value on you know, $6.45 million is the value of tr of just getting your hands on one of these. And I guess you could say that's almost the value of um, getting on a list at Tiffany to get an allocation for this watch. Um, I think watch auctions have really sort of, a, you know, a, a sort of changed um, over the last 20 years, but even over the last five years where um, collectors are willing to spend you know, outbid one another based on the fact that they really want this watch and not sort of the, maybe the, the, the pure value of that piece. And I think this might be a good example of that as well. Um, I think it might be one of those things where you're sort of, you know, it's a yardstick measurement who can bid more on this watch, which I think, you know, if you have the means to, to do this, I think it's totally fine for you to, to do that. It does maybe put some inflated prices on some of these watches. Um, but at the end of the day, when it comes to auctions, it's prices are, ba especially vintage watches, but watches at auction, at the end of the day, um, the value of the pieces that you can use going forward is what is someone willing to pay for, for a watch? And I think that's a good example here. If someone was willing to pay this much for a Tiffany Blue Patek Philippe uh, 5711 and, um, you know you can't really you can't really change that at the end of the day that's going to be what the um what the value of this piece is considered um and so uh so that's that's sort of that's sort of it what is nice is the the proceeds of this sale ended up going to a um a charity which tiffany and co chose um it, the proceeds of the sale um went to the nature conservative Conservancy, which was a charity that Tiffany chose, 
and I think that's a good thing. You know, 100% of the proceeds of this historical sale are going to go to a good cause, which I think is a um, which is a nice um, sort of way of saying, you know, this isn't just a for-profit um, idea. You know, the 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 bidding of this piece may have, you know, the the, the price that this the, this piece ended up reaching maybe had to there maybe there was some uh some thought about you know the fact that this money was going to charity um who knows um but but uh it is nice that it's going to a good cause and showing that the watch world can actually do something can do can do good in 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 um in the world and i think that's really nice uh, a nice little touch one other layer that sort of uh came out uh, yesterday was Obviously, there's 169 other examples of this 5711, and um, Jay Z, who is a well-known um, music artist, was seen wearing a Tiffany blue 5711, and had some fairly had a fairly um, fairly uh, obvious picture of him wearing it on Instagram, with. Um, you know, the caption said, uh, sorry, watch world, but the goat did it again. Hashtag new watch alert, call her Tiffany. So, um, obviously Jay-Z was someone who was allocated one of these pieces. So I guess we have 168 others that are out there, um, that are out there. Just, uh, we have, we don't know sort of who's wearing them, uh, and, and who may own them. Uh, so it's interesting, you know, when you think about that. Okay, Jay Z paid, you know, fifty three thousand U S dollars. Someone paid six point five million. Um, kind of interesting to think. I know that the the you know the the one that went at auction was zero uh, zero one. It was the first. Um, first one. Um, what's also cool about it is that on the in the the, on the case back in the 2001 or 2021 the the date that's inscribed there there's actually a uh, LVMH that's inscribed on the one in 2021 so that's another sort of Easter egg um, on these pieces but yeah super super cool um, super cool release I think it's just a lot for someone in the watch world to take in but um, you know I I think it's it's kind of showing that if people, if there's a watch that's going to be in demand, there's the sky's the limit when it comes to, you know, what um, what what these watches can go for. Um, pretty pretty crazy. A, a lot of people criticize Patek Philippe, saying, "How can you release something like this? It's such a you know for profit sort of move. You're you're just trying to make money off of this fairly historic reference and blah, and you know." lot of other comments similar to that I, I'm not going to sort of judge what Patek Philippe decided to do they're celebrating a pretty cool anniversary which I think is cool um, and uh, and doing it in a way that that is tasteful you know I think a lot of the times people like when they celebrated um, 50 years of the Nautilus they came out with that 50th anniversary piece and a lot of people said it was absolutely disgusting like too big can't believe they put that stuff on the dial of the watch like there are a lot of comments like that and 
I think they did it in a tasteful way here. Yeah, Tiffany blue is probably not something you're going to see very often with with Patek Fleet, but I think it was tastefully done to the original design of what the 5711 should be, and um, I think that's that's a really really great thing. So I'd love to hear your thoughts uh, on the 5711. It's pretty incredible that this piece uh, was even released and the the price that it fetched for. Um, so let me know. You can hit us up on Instagram or on our website. We'd love to discuss this with you. Um, like I said, I'll put links in the in the show notes for this piece uh, so you can check it out on our website. Um, and uh, you know, give us your thoughts. I'd love to hear what you think about uh, what what you think about this piece. If you are new to Life on the Wrist, be sure to follow this podcast so you're the first person to get noti be notified when we upload one of these podcasts. If you don't know, we release these every Tuesday, so you can look out for them there. Um, if you wouldn't mind rating this podcast, really does help us out. Your feedback is always welcome. And with that said, guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast, and until next time.